Okay. Well, I'd like to dedicate this class to my son, whose third birthday is today. So fair. Not an up, Sharon. We've got to wait till next Friday, Friday for that. But uh, still a third birthday definitely feels like a, a milestone. So yesterday, at relative length for us, though so relative brevity for the we discussed the mushal, the parable of how the soul expresses itself in the body. Again, we have these overarching questions like, what did the Anuka mean by comparing action mitzvahs, commandments to oil? And where is God found? If he's found everywhere, how do we say he's in this specific locale? And how can we identify him to have a specific locale if he truly is everywhere? And to answer all that, we said, let's discuss our own reality that we know best, our soul and our body. And we were taught by the Altarebbe that there's three layers of our souls relating to our body. The soul is tremendously higher than anything that could possibly relate to anything physical. So when the soul first is invested in the body, besides, of course, it being a tremendous culture shock, the soul extends herself to every cell, to every aspect of the body, but the body can't receive it, the body can't feel it, the body can't hear it, the soul can't be expressed because the distance between the two is too great. And then the soul really constricts herself to try to get into the smallness of the body and then is finally able to express herself in the most refined place in the body and the brain. And there the soul can finally impact. She can give life. She can give the ability to do one's job, all the logical and intellectual aspects of the brain. And in the brain, she actually expresses what is going to be the energy she will give every single part of the body. But it's still too high for the body to receive it. And then the soul's energies are minimized further. And now, this is round three, the soul actually, her energies can relate to every single part of our body, giving every single part of the body life and every single part of the body her specific, specialized for her, powers to do her job. And we spent a lot of time, and the Rebbe spent more time explaining this idea that it's not coming from the soul, some generic energy, which each body part transforms for its needs. But rather, each part of the body is given exactly what that part needs for that job description. Now, all of this was to help us understand God and creation. So today, we begin the nimshal what we really want to talk about. Now, God and creation is more complex than your soul and your body because God is more huge and beyond and infinite than a soul is. And obviously, creation is far more complex than my body is. But the basic metaphor is eerily accurate, though in the reality, it's a little more complex. In the metaphor, there were three parts. The soul penetrating the entire body too big for the body to feel at all. Part two, the soul expressing itself in the brain as being the, the center from which all of her energies are going to go to the entire body. And part three, when the soul's energies truly relate to each body part. So part one and part three are simplest to understand vis-a-vis God and creation. 
And that's what we're going to tackle in this chapter. We're going to skip part two. And part two, which is much more complex by God than it is by my soul in my brain, though it's parallel but more complex, we're going to discuss that in the next chapter of Tiny in chapter 52. So in today's portion, we speak of the idea of how creation has limitless worlds, meaning we think of the world, the spiritual worlds, as four, called Natsilus, Anabriya, Yitzira, Natsia. But Ernest says, no, there's limitless. Because a world means, what does a world mean when there's nothing physical? A world means a new dimension of God's energy. So every time there's a new dimension of energy, there's a new level of God's energy, it's a new world, it's a new creation. It's a different dimension, it's a world. So there's limitless worlds, myriads upon myriads upon myriads of worlds. In other words, those four worlds are big, broad strokes, each of which encompass tens and tens of thousands of worlds. And in all of those worlds, from the highest level of creation, beyond anything we can comprehend, until our physical reality, which is as low as it goes, is the same thing. God's essence of infinity. It's completely equal. There is no difference between how God's essence, infinity, relates and is found in planet Atsilos, some way higher than Atsilos, and how God's infinite essence relates and is found in a blanket or a pillow in this world. Because from the perspective of God himself, there's not that much difference between the two. And therefore, he's relating equally to every single aspect of creation. And all of it can't get him at all. In other words, just like in the parable of the soul on her level one, where she's completely expressing herself to every aspect of the body, and no aspect of the body can perceive her at all, because she's way too beyond the body's ability to perceive. So to hear it, God's very essence, his limitless infinity, is now giving life to every single aspect of creation. Creation doesn't get a thing. He's giving, but nobody's getting. Because what he's giving can't be absorbed by anything. Because he's beyond. He's hidden to the hidden things. Meaning the hidden things means the higher and higher and higher spiritual elements. And the most spiritual creation that we shouldn't even use the term creation for because it's so spiritual, the most spiritual evolution from God himself can in no way fathom or grasp God on his level of first expression. Nothing can. Why not? Because nothing can grasp him. The most highest supernal beings can't grasp him. So he is equally the same on every single level of creation. He is equally there. He's equally giving of his essence self, and equally, nothing is getting him at all. And all of that is parallel to, in the metaphor, the soul expressing itself completely throughout our entire body, and our body not getting a thing, because the soul is too big at that level for the body to absorb. Here, God is expressing himself in his essence infinity. Yeah, that's way, way, way too big for anything in creation including the highest level of creation to absorb. So he's equally there. It's equally his intense essence infinity. And equally, nothing in creation is getting any of it. 
He's giving, but nobody's getting. Because what he's giving is too hard to be gotten by anything in creation. And that is the first part of how the metaphor plays out in the reality of what we're talking about, which is God in creation. That is level one of God in creation. Any questions? 